Hello, everyone, and welcome to Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. Each week, I bring you an exciting, entertaining, anointed guest of honor. And my very special guest today is Pastor Dennis Hadabaugh, Church on the Rock in beautiful Georgetown, Texas. Pastor Dennis, God bless you, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Dr. Roberts. It's so good to be with you. It's so good to see your face and to hear your voice. It's just <laughs> such a such a blessing and an honor to be with you. And thank you so much for this opportunity. We love you and Miss Lindsay so much. And well, appreciate you and all that you're doing for thank God. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a joy to be with you and my special love to your dear wife, Angie, and your family. Uh, Georgetown is, is one of the most beautiful little cities. It's only about a half an hour from Austin in Texas. It's a beautiful part of, of Texas. Now, I got to ask the question, how did you wind up in Georgetown? <laughs> well, that's an interesting, uh, interesting story, actually. We, my wife and I obviously were not from Texas. And uh, I guess I have to start in 1990 when I got out of the military. Mm -hmm. I was uh, here in Fort Hood, Texas, which is about 45 minutes up yep. the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so I was uh, I got out of the military in 1990 and went back to Indiana, where I primarily grew up. And um, after I got back to Indiana, I was really away from the Lord for several years uh, during the military time. And I got out and really was uh, sensing the Lord, you know, calling me and get, for me to get right with God. And, and I did. And I rededicated my life to the Lord. I had the awesome privilege of, uh, of leading my wife to the Lord. And so uh, I led her to Jesus. And, and we uh, at that point would begin to look for a church and and little did I know I was really looking for a man of God, not just a church uh, or a church building, if mm -hmm. you will. And so uh, we we uh, went back to Indiana, of course, and we uh, went to Church on the Rock under Dr. Michael Jacobs. Yes. And um, in about 1991, 92 time frame. And uh, we started in the ministry there and just, uh, you know, got a part, be, became a part of the church. And, uh, and I just remember you know, being in the church and, and just such a uh, wonderful security and knowing that I was in the right place under the right pastor. And uh, it was just a thrill for me to be a part of what God was doing. Mm. And um, and after we had become members of the church, we started in the preschool and I started with the preschoolers just being a helper in the preschool and just doing what was asked of me and me and my wife both and just had a great time doing it. And uh, and uh and then a little bit after that, Dr. Jacobs asked me to be involved with the outreach department. Mm -hmm. And so we headed up the outreach department and we started uh, going to nursing homes and street ministry and feeding the hungry and just had an awesome time and just loved to, to be part of that, that part of that ministry. And as we continued to, uh, you know, serve in the ministry and, um, you know, God began to talk to me about pastoring. And, um, and one day I was praying prayer. It was interesting. I was in prayer and I had a vision and that's the only one I ever, ever had to this day. And in that vision, I seen a region from, uh, from Colleen, Texas to Georgetown. Mm -hmm. And I felt impressed in my heart that I was to go and, and start a church here. Well, the first thing I did is I went to talk to my pastor. Of course, he was over me. And I said, pastor, listen, this is what I got. I've never had a vision. And, uh, this is what I seen here. And, and if you think I'm off here, please let me know. And he said, no, I've known for three years you've been called. Wow. And he said, I think, you, I think you need to spy out the land. Well, at the time, I was a director of sales for a, a company, and my territory was in the northeastern part of the United States. So my wife and I, we came to, to Texas. We flew into Austin, and 
we just drove around the area from Colleen because I was at Fort Hood, which is in Colleen. Mm -hmm. And I thought, boy, if there's a church that needs to be started, it needs to be in Colleen. Colleen, yeah. (laughs) And so we went there and and we just, uh, you know, prayed in the spirit, but we just knew in our heart that this wasn't the place that God had for us. And so I I lived in Copper's Cove, which was uh, which was right by Colleen as well. So we drove over there, prayed in the spirit and just didn't have a witness. Then we drove to Hawker Heights because I used to live there too and didn't have a witness. So we were there for a couple of days. My mother-in-law actually lived outside of Colleen. And so I told my wife, I said, well, honey, there's one other place God showed me. We have one day left. I think we ought to drive to Georgetown. So we were driving to Georgetown. It's about a 40 minute drive and we're driving there and I feel like I'm being delivered. You know, this weight's coming off of me uh-huh. and it's coming off of her, but we're not talking to really each other. We're just praying in the spirit and just uh-huh. listening to God. So we drove through Georgetown and uh, and we drove through the city and we came to a stoplight. There was a McDonald's there and stoplight there. And I looked at her and she looked at me and she said, what do you think? I said, I have peace. And she said, so do I. Well, at the same time, you know, my territory was in the northeastern part of the United States. Yeah, so I yeah. go back. to Yeah. So how, what am I going to do with that? So I go back to Indiana and I met with my pastor and I said, this is what we what we believe God's leading us to be, to do. And of course he was all on board. And just shortly after that, they changed my territory and my territory <laughs> changed from Texas into the central part of the United States. So God was moving supernaturally and, and I didn't say anything to them. And, uh, and then, then they came back maybe a month or two later and said, we want you to move to Texas. And I said, great. And they said, we want you to move to Dallas. And I'm thinking, well, God didn't tell me Dallas. You're he right. told me Georgetown. I didn't say anything to them. And so uh, then they come back and said, you can move anywhere in Texas you want to go. So here we go. We're, we're moving to Georgetown, Texas. And so God got us here supernaturally. And, and uh, one day my daughter, you know, it's been 20 years now. And one day my daughter, I was driving her to school and I looked off to my left and there was a little, uh, you know, a suite there, a number of suites. And there was a little suite. There was about 800 and something square feet. And it had a little sign on it said for lease. And so I just felt prompted. We had only been here for a couple of months and uh, I felt prompted to go in there and inquire on that, that suite. And so we went in there and uh, we talked to the owner and the Lord told me to rent the place. We had no members, just me and my family, me and my wife and my two girls. And, uh, and so they were just a little bitty, you know? So we started off that way and we were there in that suite for about a year. We outgrew that suite. We took over another suite and over the next course of three or four years, we had three different suites that we had taken over. God was blessing our church and we were just increasing. And then uh, the, the Lord told me, he said, I want you to start looking for land. So we drove all over Georgetown looking at different pieces of property. And and um, and we did that for a time. And then uh, one of the guys that were helping me said, Pastor, I think you need to come look at this land, which is the land we're on today. So we we drive over to this land and this land. I just have to tell you, doctor, this was kind of the ugliest piece of property you ever seen. I mean, the sign on the the sign on the tree that said it said or sale because the F was gone and it was crooked and it was sitting on the side of a tree. <laughs> and so there was cedars everywhere and it wasn't attractive at all. And I thought, surely, God, this is not it. And so I stepped out of the truck on this property. And as soon as I stepped out of the truck, the spirit of God spoke to me and said, this is it. And I had peace. And I thought, oh, Jesus. And I said, well, I told the guy, I said, well, let me ask my wife to come over. So my wife, she comes over, she gets out of the car, she gets on the land and she says, I have peace. 
And I told him, I said, well, how much do they want for this land? He said, they want 175,000. I said, we'll offer 155,000. He said, well, they're not going to take it. I said, well, just offer 155,000. Well, they did take it. (laughs) And so we bought this land and I'm sitting at the closing table, which was so tremendous. And I'm sitting at the closing table and this elderly woman, she looks at me that owns the property and she puts her pen down and she says, I want you to know, Sonny, I've been holding this land for you for 30 years. Oh my goodness gracious. You're the person, you're the person that was supposed to have this land and I've been holding it for you. I've had so many people that wanted this land and God wants you to have this land. And she sold an offering into our building fund. The title lady sold an offering. I've been to a lot of closing and nobody's sewing money. (laughs) (laughs) And so this was so powerful. So it was just supernatural how God got here, Mm -hmm. us to Georgetown. It's a tremendous story, a tremendous testimony of God's goodness and his faithfulness. But uh, we're just honored to be here. And that's, that's how we got to Georgetown. Well, it's a tremendous testimony of Pastor Dennis, and I thank God. But more than that, I thank God for your faithfulness to hear the voice of the Lord. Now, this is a tremendous testimony to people right now who are trying to decide they have a call of God in their life. They know it. They don't know how it's going to happen. They're right now where you were those 20 years ago, and and they're almost uh, like surveying, inspecting the land. God, is this right? Is this right? Is this right? Or or what about this? And, and they're checking with their pastor, and they feel a call of God to do something along the lines of what you, you have done. What advice would you give someone right now who's in that position? Well, I think uh, for me, you know, looking back and how we started, you know, obviously your pastor, your man of God, your spiritual parents that God put in your life are so important. And I don't think that we uh, we hear near enough about, you know, spiritual fathers and 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 those that yes. God put over your life. And uh, and I think without that, you know, I don't think any minister man and woman of God will ever get to where they need to be without someone else helping them get there. Sure. Nobody gets there on their own. Nobody accomplishes things on their own. And uh, so for me, having a spiritual father, I wouldn't be what I hear. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. I wouldn't be living the way I live without my man and woman of God in my life. And I'm convinced of that. And I think if you're a member in a church, that connection, that spiritual connection that you have with your spiritual mother and father is so uh, paramount to your success. And so, you know, being submitted to a pastor, letting them speak into your life and being accountable to me is, is so important. Mm -hmm. And I think if someone is in a church and they sense a call of God on their life, they should go and talk to their pastor. They should, should submit that to them and say, listen, this is what God, I feel like God is calling me to do. And there should be that relationship where the, where the spiritual father could speak into their life to be able to help them because they've been where they're trying to go. And I think those that are go before us is so, so valuable. And uh, I can't imagine doing what I'm doing without my man and woman of God. So I think submitting to that, submitting to those that are in authority over you, listening to them, watching their faith, asking questions, you know, how do you do this? How do you do that? And really being accountable to me is so, so important. That's what I would tell them today. Well, now, in addition to getting uh, God's leading and also getting the okay through your pastor, you went out and inspected the land. You went to Colleen, you went to several other areas where you had lived, mm-hmm. and then you wound up in Georgetown. Uh, but you said all along you were praying in the Spirit. How, how yes. has that played a role? How has praying in the Spirit played a role in, uh, in, in establishing what you've established in Georgetown? 
Well, I think that, you know, praying in the Holy Ghost, as we all know, praying in the spirit is what builds you up spiritually. It doesn't bring faith, but it'll strengthen the faith that you have. And when you start praying in the spirit, you just say, Father, here's the thing. You know, the Bible tells us that we're led by the spirit. And so what I would do is I would say, Father, here, I know that you're directing me to to start a church in this region or this area, Mm -hmm. but I need to know specifics. What do you specifically want me to do? And so right now I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost over this situation, and I would start praying in the Holy Ghost. And as you're praying in the Holy Ghost, I would drive around the region, drive around the area Mm -hmm. that you feel like God has called you or calling you to be part of. And on the inside, you know, we're led forth with peace and we're led by peace. And so the Bible says deep calls to deep. And so when you're in the right area, it's going to bear witness. Like Romans 8 says that the spirit of God bears witness with us. And so there was a bearing witness. In other words, I knew there was a knowing just like I know I'm saved. If someone asked me, you know, ask you, how do you know you're saved? You just I just know I'm saved because I know on the inside. The spirit bears witness with your spirit. That's right, that I'm saved. And that's what took place when we were in this city. It bore witness with us. Uh, that we were in the right place. And on the inside, we were checking inside. We weren't checking our mind. We weren't checking our feelings. We were checking what's going on on the inside. And there's peace on the inside. And, and both and of you it, felt peace. Yes. You and, and Angie both. both. That's correct. And, because, and that's important. You know, yes, because God's not going to lead me somewhere. He's not leading her. Yeah. And so the thing about it is, is when she said, I have peace. And I said, I have peace. We know that God leads us forth with peace. And so as we were driving around praying in the spirit, you know, we would go to Colleen or we would go to another city and we just knew on the inside, it's kind of like standing in the shower with your socks on. (laughs) You just know that's not right. You know, something's not right on the inside here. And so we're like, no, that's not God. And, and, but whenever we, we got to that place, we just knew it bore witness with us. And we knew at that point, what it's going to take now is our faith, our agreement with what God's bearing witness to us to do. So God will bear witness with you to know that this is the right plan. Then, of course, it requires faith to step out and you believe that God told you to do it. The provision is already there. Uh, it's stepping really into the provision that God's already provided. Now, someone may be watching right now thinking, well, now, wait a minute. I'm, I don't have a call on my, on my life as a pastor, but, but I'm dealing with a situation concerning a job or, or concerning some other area of my life. Uh, can, I follow mm-hmm. the same, can I follow the same format as Pastor Dennis and, and Angie did uh, in that area of my life as well? Absolutely, because, you know, the Spirit bears witness with our spirit. And so whenever, you know, let's just say that someone's uh, not sure, is this the right job or is this the right occupation or is it, do I, should I go to college? Should I not go to college? You know, what, I, what should I do? I think a lot of times, even believers, we consult with our mind and we, we, we consult with our feelings instead of really taking the time to pray in the spirit. I think any decision that we make is, that is hurried is often a mistake. And so I think if we take time to pray in the spirit to say, Father, I'm just praying right now over this job, or I'm praying over, should I go to school? Should I take this job, et cetera, and take time to pray in the spirit because the spirit of God will show you things to come, but the spirit of God will bear witness with you. And you will just know it's, it's almost like you just know on the inside, you know, that, you know, that, you know, just like, you know, that you're safe. So absolutely. God can lead you in every uh, aspect of your life by the spirit. If we will take time to pray in the spirit. And I think most time, Dr. Roberts, people just they pray the most when they need an answer instead Mm -hmm. of this instead of making this a daily habit of fellowshipping with God and praying in the spirit. 
and really becoming skillful in praying in the spirit and hearing from God because praying in the spirit and hearing from God can become a skillful thing that we do. And the more that we fellowship with God and the more that we spend time with God and the more that we get quiet and we listen to God and we pray in the spirit and we get past our feelings and our emotions, it gets more clearer and clearer and clearer. I was, I was teaching last night on prayer and I told him, I said, you know, uh, it took me about 45 minutes to an hour when I started to pray in the spirit to quiet my mind because my mind was so busy. Just and I think so. Almost yeah. going every different direction. Exactly. And I think so much of our life is so busy that we're, that we're trying to just pray for three or four minutes to get a supernatural leading when really we need to learn how to quiet our mind so that we can hear from the spirit. And so it took me a, quite a bit of time initially to quiet my mind so that I could hear from God. And most of the time people don't push through to spend that time praying in the spirit, to quiet their mind, to get quiet before the Lord, to hear his voice and maybe not hear an audible voice, but hear that inward witness or discern that inward witness that, yes, this is what God wants me to do. And that's when so the I peace, told, that's when the peace, and that's when the peace, that's right. And I told him last night, I said, now it only takes me a couple, two or three minutes and I can quiet my mind because I've learned, I've learned to quiet my mind. I talk to, sometimes you talk to young people and they're like, well, I don't know if I should go to college, if I should, I stay home. And I'm saying, well, you know, when's the last time you prayed in the Holy Ghost for, say, 30 minutes without stopping and just fellowshipping with the Lord? Well, you know, Pastor, it's been a long time. I'd say, well, instead of trying to make this major life decision, it is paramount that you spend the time praying in the Spirit so that you can quiet your mind so that you're not being led by your mind. You're being led by your spirit. You're not led by emotions. You're led by your spirit. But if you don't quiet your mind, you're not going to be led by your spirit. Anybody can say, I have peace to do this and peace to do that. Uh, but, but there's an inward peace that comes that, is so, that gives you such peace, regardless of what your mind's telling you, regardless of what your feelings tell you. It gets past that. It goes past that to a point that you know that you know that you know. But without really spending enough time with the Lord, not in a work mentality, but in a fellowship mentality, that we're fellowshipping with the Father. I remember once... Uh... A young man came to me uh, on a similar situation, and and I was encouraging him like you did uh, to pray in, in the spirit. He said, "Well, I'm just I'm so busy, I don't have time." And I said, "Well, you have time. You don't have time to pray in the spirit for half an hour, or forty or forty five minutes, or whatever it is, to get alone with God. And yet you also, and yet you have time to make a major decision, which may be the wrong decision, which could cost you years." Not That's 30 right. to 45 minutes. What do you think? He said, well, maybe I ought to pray in the spirit for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> uh, I have been to Church on the Rock, uh, my dear friends, a number of times, two or three times over the past few years. And there is a tremendous spirit of worship there. If you are in the Georgetown area and you've never heard of Church on the Rock, you ought to try it some, some Sunday, some Wednesday night. I have, I've been there personally and it's, it's, it's a great blessing. Pastor, what's coming up next? What's happening at Church on the Rock now? What are you and Angie up to? And what is the Lord dealing with you about now? Well, you know, uh, Dr. Roberts, at the end of this past December uh, in 2020, God began to talk to me about uh, teaching really strong in the local church and the importance of being in the local church and the importance of having a pastor. 
so many people in the body of Christ are just wandering around, going from place to place and not really ever get submitted, not ever really find their man and woman of God to be submitted uh, and to and to flow in, in the local church. And so God has really had me teach really strong on the local church and the importance, like I said, about having a pastor. And so uh, that's what we've been emphasizing. And I think that so much of what's going on today is overshadowed with lights and glitter and glamour and such a Hollywood mentality. And, uh, the, and, and God's been really dealing with me about going back to right doctrine and preaching doctrine, line upon line upon line and really falling in love with the word of God all over again and allowing the word of God to be the primary thing in your life. You know, the Bible tells us that it's the truth that sets us free. And I have a passion that the, the, the passion that I have that drives me every day is to get truth to people, is to get truth to them because I know it's the truth that sets people free. And I have a passion uh, with every breath in me to get truth to people. And so that's my heart is to preach the truth of God's word, because I know it's the truth that sets people free. And today it's, it's being overshadowed with, with uh, Hollywood and, and all sorts of entertainment and all sorts of other things that have come into the house of God instead of really teaching line upon line and really developing people. My heart is to make disciples. And so we've been preaching that really strong. And that's what God's really been emphasizing to me as a pastor is to, you know, I don't think there's anything uh, more rewarding for me. I don't think there could be anything more rewarding than to see someone that is equipped with the word that knows how to stand when the enemy comes, that knows how to believe the word of God, that knows how to stand on the truths of God's word. There's nothing more rewarding for me as a pastor than to see a family and the way they come, and, and when they face pressures, and they face trials, and they face persecutions, that they know how to stand. Mm -hmm. They know how to stand on God's word. They know how to believe God. They know how to push back the powers of darkness, and I believe Jesus, when Jesus said in Matthew 16, when he said, I'm going to build my church on the rock, the word rock there, of course, is a revealed word of God. <clears throat> he said, I'm going to build my church on the rock, on the word of God, and the gates of hell, the very powers of darkness will not prevail against it. I believe that the local church should be the ruling force in the earth today. I believe that God is wanting to rule through the local church and through you and I. We are the church, of course, that it's not a building or a denomination. We are the church. And I believe God is wanting to rule through that church. And I believe that God is, is equipping men and women of God to stand up in this hour to be the church. To, to stand on their authority, to stand on the word of God and really do some awesome things for God. And I believe that's what's going to usher in a revival like this world has never seen. And so my heart's passion and everything that motivates me and moves me is to equip people with the word of God. And so that's what God has always emphasized and still emphasizing with me today. And so and on the other side of that, uh, we just bought a ranch, as you know. We bought a ranch and uh, we're uh, developing a youth camp mm -hmm. and we bought a ranch this past, I believe it was October. And so what God put on our heart is to develop a spiritual ranch for young people. And, um, you know, where they can come and have camp and just have their life changed and, and be in a place that we control the atmosphere. We control, um, you know, uh, the teaching and, and all that sort of thing. So we're excited about the youth camp that's coming. 
and uh, and all that God is doing. Well, I got and, to, uh, so I got we're to very see, grateful. I got to see a little bit of that ranch back in January. You had just purchased it. I got to take a little, little tour around it. Pastor, what I hear you saying is so critically important. I hear you. I hear the Lord saying these words through you, going back to basics. If you if you notice uh, in the sports world, the NBA, the the NFL, the Major League Baseballs, they all go back to basics. They have basic training again. They have spring training. They they go back to to, to basics. That, I think that's one reason why the Lord has impressed me in my in my later years now uh, uh, to 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 stay to stick on healing the Holy Spirit and seed faith as an evangelist. To stick with basic. When you when you get the basics right. Then you can take the next steps. And that's what I hear you saying concerning the important role of pastors in churches today, having a mentor. I can't imagine uh, ha- my life without having a mentor in my life. I have a senior pastor. I'm 72, but I have a senior pastor over me that I submit myself to. It's critically important. And that helps you to be prepared for the next steps that God wants you to take. Amen. You know, and that's exactly right, Dr. Roberts, because I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without my man and woman of God. There's just no way because setting under them and, and being mentored by them. And really, I've always said it this way. I started with Dr. Jacobs. He's been my with my man of God and, and Pastor Dinah for almost 31 years. And so um, and I've been seated under them for almost 31 years. And I tell people, I said, really, all we're doing is continuing the vision that they started. And I'm so honored and I'm so blessed to, 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 to be a, a small part of a big plan. And so you can't do anything on your own. You have to have somebody that can take you where you've never been. Mm, that's right. And so my man and woman of God is imperative to my life. And I'm so grateful and so thankful. And, I, and, and you know, we're looking at the landscape of the church and even with pastors, you know, that you have to have somebody in your life that you can be real to, real with. You have to have somebody in your life that you can be accountable to. You have to have somebody in your life that you won't talk back, that you'll listen to their counsel, that you'll listen to them and flow with them. And I'll tell you, there's no way that I would be doing what I'm doing today without Dr. Jacobs and Pastor Diane. It's just no way. And I'm grateful, eternally thankful for them. I thank God. I'm looking forward to the day to meeting to meeting him. I have not met him. Uh, we have spoken and we were scheduled several times, but the, then the COVID thing happened and we had to cancel. Looking forward to going back there sometime again in the near future. Pastor. And Dr. Roberts, if I could say this too, you know, that was one of the things that really stood out to me when I first heard you preach. The thing that just is so blessed my life was for you to talk about your daddy and all he meant to you and how mm-hmm. close you you were to him and the stories and the one-on-one <laughs> time and, and the impartations. And I don't think that's talked about enough. I think I think in a lot of people's minds, it's almost like the church corporate ladder. We're trying to grow this ladder instead of really just learning to be a good son. You know, Paul said, I don't have anybody like Timothy. Timothy is like a son to me. Mm-hmm. And I think sonship is what's lost. You know, my, my ambition is not to grow my ministry, is not to grow my name. My, my whole ambition, too, is to just be a son and to be a good son. And you are such a great example of that of talking about your daddy and all that he meant to you. And that's what, you know, that's what blesses me to talk about my spiritual father and mother because they have blessed my life. And, and, and I want to be a good son and I want to honor them. And, you know, and, and I think just like you've taught us and just like your daddy's taught about seed time and harvest, I believe thoroughly with all my heart that if you so honor, you reap honorable yes. people. 
and I'm doing all I can to sow honor towards my man and woman of God. And, and God, has, and we have reaped honorable people in our church and we're so grateful. And I, so I just can't say enough about that, what you're just saying, but that really blessed me about you. That was a one thing of many things that stood out to me. Even today, it just resonates within me how honorable you were to your daddy and you didn't let that legacy die or try to go a different direction. You stayed right with it. And that's what I endeavor to do is well, walk in the footsteps of my spiritual father. That's what you're doing with Pastor Jacobs. You, you said you're walking yes. in that legacy. I'm walking in that legacy. I'm building Amen. on the foundation that Hallelujah. was established. Pastor, there are, people, there are people right now who are in need of prayer. Uh, they need healing in their bodies. They, they're looking for direction in their lives. They're looking for a closer relationship with God or something has gone haywire and they need a miracle. Would you stretch out your hands and pray and then let me pray after you pray? Yes, sir. Father, we just come to you in the name of Jesus. And we're so grateful. We're so thankful for all that you're doing in our lives. And Father, I pray for every person that's watching or listening to this right now or will listen to it. Father, I thank you that we are supernaturally led by the Holy Spirit. And I pray for them, Father, that as they begin to pray in the Spirit and as they begin to go to you and through this fellowship, Father, I believe for them that are looking for answers, that are looking for direction, that you would begin even this day to guide them supernaturally by the Spirit. I pray for those, Father, that need encouraged today, that they would be encouraged and knowing that you are there with them, that you are there leading them and guiding, that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. I pray for them that are looking for a spiritual father and looking for the right man and woman of God, not just a building, but looking for their spiritual parents, that they will be led by you to the right man and woman of God. And I pray, Lord, that they would be encouraged today, that they would be blessed today. I speak healing right now over every person watching or listening command healing to come right now into their bodies for the power of God where they are right now to begin to move upon them in a supernatural way. We call them healed. We call them well. We call them whole in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it. Amen and amen. And I add my prayers to Pastor Dennis's prayers. And I remind you that you are not your own. You were bought with a price and the price was the precious shed blood of Jesus on Calvary, who not only took on our sin and shame, but also took the stripes on his back for our healing. He finished the job so you and I can live the abundant life that he wants us to have. And I set my faith with you, knowing that there's no distance in prayer. God's right here where I am in Tulsa. He's right there where Pastor Dennis is in Georgetown, and he's right there where you are. And so in the authority of Jesus' name, I come against every satanic attack that has tried to wind itself around you. I break that off of you. Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound in heaven. I bind that off of you in the name of Jesus. And he also said, whatever you loose on earth is going to be loosed in heaven. I loose the power of God into you and I send forth that healing word to you right now in the name... Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I praise you and I give you honor and I give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Something's happening today, Pastor Dennis. People's Hallelujah. lives are being touched right now. 
right now by the power of God. Thank you so much for coming on today. Amen. (laughs) It is my honor, and thank you for inviting me. We sure love you and Miss Lindsay, and we thank God for you. We're going to keep praying for you. I know God's got great things ahead of you. And we're well, just part. We're just so thrilled to be part of it. Well, I am thrilled to be associated with you and Pastor Angie and all of your family. God bless you and everyone at Church on the Rock in Georgetown. And join me next week for another exciting guest here on Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. We have a free gift for you. Just go to oralroberts.com bookstore to find the Healing and Wholeness Scriptures PDF and download it for free. We believe God wants you healed and whole in all areas of your life. This scripture list will build your faith and understanding that it is truly God's desire for you to be well. And if you would like to support this podcast or other outreaches of this ministry, please go to oralroberts.com. When you give to spread the good news of Jesus Christ, we pray your giving will be abundantly multiplied back to you according to God's word in Luke 638.